0: From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, August 31st. I'm Sarah Reith. Today is Opiate Awareness Day in the county with the highest number of overdose deaths per capita in the state. This week, various providers highlighted the services that are available as people who have been devastated by drugs spoke publicly about their stories. Yesterday, at Adventist Health Ukiah Valley, People in the healthcare field who are in recovery or have lost loved ones to opioids gathered on the helipad under a hazy sky to listen to stories of sadness and hope. Guests were invited to peruse a table decked out with snacks, flowers, and Narcan, an opioid overdose recovery medication. Austin Peterson, one of the substance use navigators in the Adventist emergency rooms, reminded everyone that Suboxone, a medication that helps reduce the craving for opiates, is available in any emergency room in the county 24-7. Adventist is participating in a program called California Bridge, which streamlines prescriptions for a medication that many of the speakers credit with saving their lives. The substance use navigators also usher people into treatment at the Ukiah Recovery Center at the Ford Street Project, which is undergoing an expansion. Jackie Williams, the Executive Director of Ford Street, asked the Board of Supervisors on Tuesday to authorize $4.1 million from the Measure B funds to build a dorm, which she says will make it possible for her to offer more of all the services her organization provides. I don't need to remind you of the current overdose death rates in our county. Our local health care systems are overburdened, and Mendocino County folks in public safety are struggling. The URC expansion is the only solution I'm aware of that could significantly help those struggling with addiction that's on the table to be reviewed in our county right now. Our need to serve more clients at the recovery center is very visible as we are frequently full now. The oversight committee does not meet again until late October. I've run out of time. Back on the helipad on the lawn at Adventist, guests planted purple flags in the grass to mark the deaths. One man told the group that, thanks to Suboxone, he's been clean for over a year and a half and that he was able to start repairing the relationship with his parents after years of homelessness and incarceration. Another woman told the crowd that the same medication helped her get clean after her kids were taken away from her for the umpteenth time. A counselor, who used drugs from the age of 13 until she was 45 years old, spends her days helping create what she calls a village where people can help each other recover. But not everyone recovers. Shawna Bell carried a picture of her son, Cody Biven, who died from a fentanyl overdose on March seventeenth, 2021. He was 28 years old. He
1: um, overdosed on a M30 pill that was repressed with fentanyl. Did he know that it was fentanyl? I don't believe he did,
0: but I'm not absolutely sure. You were saying that he was athletic and promising and... Mm -hmm. Very
1: into sports. He loved the outdoors. He loved to fish. He would live in a lake if he could. (laughs) Um, He was a good kid, and he was very loving and hardworking. um, What were the, the first signs that you realized that he had fallen into this trap? He started isolating. He wasn't coming around as much. When he did he had like slurred speech or he was having troubles at work um,
0: just a different difference in his behavior. It sounds like like it was easy to spot but really hard to know what to do. Yeah I'd,
1: I'd asked him a few times and he had told me it was his um, medication because he also suffered from depression and stuff so I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But then I really in my gut felt that he had relapsed and he did not admit it till he had overdosed a week before his last
0: overdose when he didn't make it. And you've started a a grief group for for other people who are suffering from, from the same grief. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we meet um, every Tuesday
1: at 6 at 527 South State across from the First Community Bank. And we um, we do work out of books, we do arts and crafts, we um, do potlucks, and we just share our um,
0: our hurt. And um, we learn from each other. And it sounds like you're really active in the recovery community. One of the, the women who spoke about her own challenges gave you a shout out. Um, So it sounds like like you're doing a lot of work to help people get out of this. I
1: too am an addict. Um, For many years of my life I'm in recovery and I am a big part of of that group. Yeah, they're my family. (laughs) I was taking Cody to recovery groups with me and um, I was calling him every night and I was trying to be like more involved with him because I was scared after the other overdose that it was going to happen again. He was going to groups with me, he had gotten a sponsor and he just, I don't know if it was just that one last time thing because every time you're taking a chance you're like playing Russian roulette with a gun every time you use. and. um I would have done anything to support him, whatever he needed, um, and I think he knew that. I would like to add that it's never too late. You can restart your day at any time. You don't have to pick up no matter what, and there are lots of resources out in the community that are willing to help and people that are willing to
0: love you up and get you through it. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.